Yo, welcome back or welcome to the Educated Food Podcast. I am one half of the Educated Foods. This is Dr. J. And I'm your other half, Jarrell. Welcome back to another week, everybody. What is happening out there? Welcome back to another week, another episode. As we say every week, like us, follow us, share us, rate us, review us. Um, Whatever it is that you can do, please do that as we continue to grow this Educated Food Empire. This week, we talking... Brittany Griner, because some big news happened literally a couple hours ago, so we got to talk about that. Absolutely. Um, we teased last week we're going to talk a little bit about workplace romances because of TJ Holmes. <laughs> and we're going to talk some Dion, some HBCU stuff, um, because he got people in their feelings. Um, but before then, we're going to check in. How you doing this week, my brother? Hey, bro. I'm doing great, actually. And I just started therapy literally today was my first session. And like we have suggested to everyone, find a therapist that works with you, that understands you, that you can relate to and that you can deal with and go. I actually diverged from or diverted from what my norm is. I usually get a black woman. This time I got a, a cisgender black man who does not identify as gay. And I went totally against the grain of what I usually do. And honestly, from our first session, I feel like it will be a good relationship. And so I'm excited about that. I mean, he is an alpha, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to hold that against him. Uh, and so we, we've already exchanged our frat guy banter, right? Like uh, we did our little jabs at each other. Which is fine. Got that out the way. But like it, it, it is really I think it's really going to be a positive relationship because, you know, part of my degree was also in counseling. And so I don't just trust anybody. And mm-hmm. I look for the basics of what was taught to me at, at minimum in the first session. And I saw all positive things. And I was like, OK, I think this is someone that can roll with. me. So, yeah, I know. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to get my brother into to some type of therapy. Uh, he needs to talk to somebody. Yeah, um, he needs to talk to somebody. So I get it. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get him there. He needs to talk to somebody. But um, that's that's solid, man. Um, yeah. once again, gotta gotta practice what we preach, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Gotta practice what we preach. We cannot be around here just falling apart. That's not. Mm-hmm. That's not cool. No. Nope. So I I commend and congratulate you on that. Because I know it's been. I know you've been searching because the other one it was. <laughs> yeah so i had my initial intake assessment last week and we were talking about that he was like so what brings you to therapy and i told him about my other therapist he was like she did what he was like okay he was like now i don't he was like of course i can't speak from a, a gay male's perspective but what i can say is i'm sure you know popcorn rolling down people's cleavage is distracting for anyone <laughs> regardless of your sexuality so he was like yeah that sounds pretty right and i hope i don't know that person i was like well i'm not going to offer you her name but what right. i will say is that just was not the relationship for me <laughs> <laughs> crazy nope. man yeah crazy. absolutely not so, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so we're rolling, you know, all that good stuff and therapy's about to happen. And I'm glad that you're trying to get your brother into therapy, because if I could get my brother even close to a therapist, my God, what a world of a difference that it would make for him. But I know that he will never do that. So here we are. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of it's it ain't easy. <laughs> um, he obviously he he doesn't want to go. 
Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, he doesn't see the need for it um, mm-hmm. when it's it's clear. Uh, it's even clear when you get people who don't believe in therapy be like, "Yo, he needs to go talk to somebody." Um, right. So, I mean, well, I'll keep pushing. I'll keep trying. Uh, I ain't gonna give up on him. But yeah, absolutely, and don't. <clears throat> All right. So, um, where you want to go? Let's start off with this whole because I want to I want to ha- give us room and opportunity to talk about this Deion Sanders situation because okay. I feel like that is a lot and mm-hmm. black Twitter, black Instagram, black everybody feels betrayed right now because of this. So let's start with Brittany Griner because I feel like people are still in the 1570s where they just feel like women are commodities. And they're only useful for men's personal consumption. That, and I mean, people just don't really know how the world works, how politics work. Um, We talk a lot about playing chess versus checkers. Um, So everyone becomes like a political hostage negotiator expert um overnight and it's like um that's not really how that worked and the reason the reason why we we bring it up is because immediately upon hearing you know Brittany Griner was um it was a swap right, right? it was a swap to get Brittany Griner released um and she's been over in Russia for 264 or five days or something like that. And there's another prisoner in Russia, um, Patrick Whelan, yep. who um, is a Marine or was a Marine. And he's been over there due to espionage uh, charges. So two very different charges, right? Very Brittany Griner was in jail because of um hash oil um in a mm-hmm. in a vape pen you know what i mean something she should have never been in jail for anyway not and at then all you have this ex-marine who who's in jail um who was arrested in moscow on suspicion of espionage and spying in 2018 so he's been there far longer and no one disputes that but these are two very different issues Two very different and very distinct issues that we really should be having some conversations about. But what's shocking to me, and I just put a Facebook status up, I was like, we, I can't believe that we're living in the height of the information age. And literally, Google is at everyone's fingertips. Bing is at everyone's fingertips. DuckDuckGo is something you can use. Simple shit you can use to find information you're not using it like literally i was like well who is paul whelan because even with you know the extent of my knowledge i was like i don't even really know who paul whelan is and what his situation is so i googled him and through googling paul whelan whelan what i found was that yes he is incarcerated in russia due to expected or alleged espionage and that the Biden administration did not get to choose if it was going to be Griner or Whelan or any other prisoner uh, who is under Russia's in, in Russia's jails right now. They were like, look, 
you give us this person or you all give us an exchange for one of your prisoners. That's it. Mm -hmm. Not saying who. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, once again, in the in these hostage situations, because that's literally what they are, <laughs> they're, they're hostage situations as it relates to Russia. Right. Um, it was one for one. Right. Yep. One for one. And while we, uh, while Americans and Biden probably wanted to get both, yeah, you had an, you had a choice, and he only had one choice to make, yep. right? Without giving up more to Russia to get Wheeling home, and it's unfortunate. I, I appreciated what the Wheeling family statement. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because they were like, "Look, we're happy Brittany Griner's home, and we've always said like these they're not the same issue." Yeah. Right. What what my brother is in there for is not what Brittany's there for. So, uh, people need to stop making it the same issue. Right. And we're just going to continue to keep his name in the forefront and try to bring my brother home. Like that's yeah. that's what it is. And people are like, "Oh, you brought a basketball player for." a arms dealer or who he's called the merchant of death. I'm like, yo, mm -hmm. he was arrested in 2011. He ain't, he ain't that guy no more. Yeah. yeah. He ain't, he might be, he still might try to jump off and get some things popping off, but you've been out of the game for a long time, buddy. Absolutely. The game has changed. And you best believe we're going to be keeping tracks and tabs oh, on him. Sure. It is not going to be a, a situation where he's not going to have tabs on him. And then mm -hmm. I also want people to understand that the U.S. federal government is not the thing that you all make it out to be. Even the U.S. federal government has admitted to crimes against humanity, crimes against mm -hmm. every goddamn thing on the planet. And... The U.S. federal government has also admitted it, and you can you can file an open records request where you can get information about the exercises that they've deployed overseas for you know spy missions and what the CIA has done in most places. You can look up Contra. You can look up all types of things and know that the U.S. federal government does spy on folks and mm -hmm. does you know do deceptive practices overseas just like any other country does. And again, that's not indicative of anything that we're bad people, whatever have you. All countries do it, right? And so it is not unfamiliar or shouldn't be unfamiliar to anyone that we are engaging in some of these practices. And so not saying that Paul Whelan was what they said he was, but just saying, is it out the outside the realm of possibility? That's all I want you. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that anything. I'm just going to ask you, is it outside the realm of possibility for them to be correct? Who knows? And when you have that air of ambiguity there, then, well, well. And I mean, it's just, all of this is crazy. Mm -hmm. All of this is crazy. Like you can, there's, there's a video clip of the exchange happening and it looked like it's a fucking movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like they're at an airport, yep. one person get off the plane, they walk by and they literally exchange people. Like it's a movie, like it's a deal going down, and that's just it's 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 insane. But I'm happy Britney's home. <clears throat> I'm not more happier than she's home than than Whelan's there. It's not it's not one of those things, right? And it's not. we got to stop making these things black and white. And once again, 
the people who are angry and mad don't have the resume to be angry or mad. Not at all. You don't. Like, you don't have like you just want to be mad about something. That's what we talked about last week. You like, do. People just want to be mad about something. Yeah. Something, right? It uh, like if if it was Paul Whelan that got home, then y'all were gonna be mad that yep. how y'all leave a black woman in in Russia. Yeah. Right. But now that it's the black woman who got got out, now y'all mad that Paul Whelan was left or Marine was left. Like we, no one can be satisfied. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the the rules of engagement was clear. It's one or none. Yep. And I also want to put a caveat in there. If it were Paul Wheeling, white America would be silent about Brittany Griner. They wouldn't give a fuck about Brittany mm-hmm. Griner. So if we were to let Paul Wheeling home, they would have been like, oh, well, that's just how it's supposed to be. Fuck Brittany Griner. Right. And so I think that the crux of white people's anger is the fact that this white man did not get out who they feel is more deserving, who they feel is more patriotic and things of that nature. And that leads me into another tangent where I'm just like, yo, don't fucking don't kind of don't try to come and say that Brittany Griner is not patriotic. She's doing what her God given ability allows her to do in a country that has hated her all her life for being a masculine, tall, non ordinary black woman. Right. Like she, and, and by virtue of her being a black woman, being born a black woman, she's already born into a world that hates her off the back. And then, you know, she's out here, she is playing ball, she is entertaining folks with her skills, her talent, and it's still not good enough, especially when she's saying, hey, I, uh, I love the rights and things of that nature that I am granted as a U.S. citizen, and I, you know, respect the things that I'm afforded in this country, but it's not enough. And that's what black people are saying. It's not enough, right? Like we need to be treated as equals and not as less than. And that's what Brittany Griner is out here saying. And they're calling her unpatriotic. Well, shit, call me unpatriotic because I'm still like, motherfucker, where's my, where my reparations? <laughs> where yeah. my shit? Like, you, know, you know who's unpatriotic? Who's up? Oh, 1.5 million people that voted for Herschel Walker in Georgia. Oh, them motherfuckers. <laughs> like, I can't. That that's I can't. Th- that's being unpatriotic. I ain't got nothing to say to none of y'all. I don't have nothing to say <laughs> about none of y'all. Whatever happens to y'all is what happens to y'all. Let the faith oh be what they gonna be. So um but at the end of the day, Wheeling wasn't on the table. No, not at all. The negotiation was Griner for Victor Bout or nothing. Wheeland's not on the table. He is falsely imprisoned because Russia thinks he's a spy. That's it. They're not going to let a spy go. They're not. So they want more. They just keep in mind. We caught an arms dealer, a Russian arms dealer. He was not a Russian spy. He did not have secrets. He did not have information that could be used against the U.S. federal government in Russia. So, again, it, it's, I, I can see how the, the trade was equal. Well, it's, it's I mean, it's the names, right? It's the yeah. merchant of death, right? And was, what, was he, what, was his, what was his merchandise? It was weapons. Oh, same thing. Same thing. You can we say given, that shit about the U.S. federal government. That's what I'm saying. You I was going to say the same. Yeah. The same thing we're giving all of these countries 
and third world countries we're giving a massive amount of weapons like it's the same deal so hello y'all hello. can move on from that Mm-hmm. You wanna yeah. let's transition to Dion. Oh, Dion. Yeah. Let's transition to Dion. Dion Sanders has people upset. And when I say people, I say black folks. And when I say black mm-hmm. folks, I say HBCU alums. <laughs> um, this is a nuanced conversation. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I see why there's so many who are upset at, with, at Dion, and I see mm-hmm. so many who are like, but Dion's just doing what every other white coach does. Sure. Right? So, like, what is the difference between the two? Uh, and this is what I see the difference between the two. It's one, y'all were stupid enough to believe Dion Sanders. Right. Like, Dion is my, he's one of my top five favorite athletes of all time, right? Undisputed. Dion is, he's that dude. Like, like the kids say, I'm him. He is him or he was him, right? So I'm a huge Dion fan. But when Dion went to Jackson State, I knew it was all about Dion. I knew it was about how Dion can leverage himself to be get more attention, make more money. It was always about Dion to me. And you you should have known it was always about Dion is because it's the reason why there's cameras always around. And who are they on? Dion. Dion. The Instagram, who is it all about? Dion. Dion. Like it's always been about Dion. So y'all first mistake was believing Dion was actually about that HBCU swack life. Right. So that's mistake number one. Second mistake was Dion's mistake because Dion literally told people God brought me to Jackson State. And when he said that, he had everybody believe it. And he was like, I'm going to change the landscape. I'm here. I'm going to help change the landscape and change the perception of HBCU athletics, HBCU sports. Right. And once again. Y'all believe that, but Dion sold that. So, like, I get why y'all are mad that Dion sold y'all a bell of fake goods. Mm. He sold but that like a pimp preacher on a Sunday, sold it. boy. Sold it for what? Three years he was at Jackson State? Yep. Sold it. Y'all ate it up. But what y'all failed to realize, Jackson State was Jackson State before Dion. It was. It was. Jackson State was Jackson State before. Like, Dion didn't make that football program more popular. They were already popping. He just threw some flair to it, threw some Dion flair to it. Right. But for me, I didn't care because the decision is simple to me. Also, I knew what Dion's loan game was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I knew. So Dion, God chose me to be here for three years and he chose me to go to Colorado and make five million dollars a year versus three hundred thousand dollars a year. Also, at a program that that brings in, what, I will say on the low end, $50 million a year, where actually I, I, I was looking for it. Jackson State, right, they bring in seven or in 2021, they brought in $7.2 million a year, $7.2 million, right? 
And one one thing people don't know, athletics and colleges typically are in the red. Yes. So yep. their expenses was nine point seven million. Right. And what they spend their money on, it's Dion complained about the facilities. Only three percent of that nine point seven million goes to facilities. Right. Thirty percent of that went to student aid. So that's two point nine six million that went to student aid. Right. Colorado. In 2021, they made 47 million. While their expenses is more, right, 64 million, but their facilities, they spent 11 million dollars on their facilities. <laughs> 11 million dollars on their facilities. Right, they're not spending like Jackson State don't have that. No, not at all. They spent 13 million on coaching salaries. Jackson State don't have that. <clears throat> their revenue deal, where their money comes from. Right. Just in TV deals alone, they bring in 21 million. That's where Dion always wanted to be, but he wasn't qualified to get that power five school straight out of like Jackson State, the only one who like bent over to do that. Yep. They let him actually finish his degree so he can actually be <laughs> meet the basic job requirements of having a, a B.A. to be a college yep. coach. Right. That's why he used Jackson State. He did. So I get why people mad. He used mm-hmm. them. And he sold y'all a bill of goods. He told y'all all these things that were great. But like I started this, that's y'all fault for believing in Deion Sanders. Yeah. This is this the same dude that made the video and the song must be the money. Must, must be, be the, the money. money. Like this is must be the money Deion Sanders that y'all are putting y'all faith in. Come on now. Like, and besides Deion Sanders, the only person I knew on that team was Deion Sanders' son. And that was because I know I follow his wife, his ex-wife Pilar on Instagram. So I, that was the, like, literally it was him and his son shining. Nobody else. And his son was barely getting some of the light. It was Dion the whole time. Like, come on y'all, let's be real. And let's act like we don't use certain jobs to springboard to other jobs either, right? Like there, my one of my mentors always said, you use some places to springboard to your aspirational places, right? Mm-hmm. But be strategic in where you use, which institutions you use as a springboard. You want to go into an institution that has a relatively great atmosphere, who has a relatively good program, who has relatively good stuff, even if it's not what you want. If it's decent, use that to springboard yourself to the next place. Because when you go in, you can offer them some innovative ideas and some things of that nature. They'll think you're a genius and then they'll start singing your praises. And then next thing you know, you're getting attention and you're exactly you're doing exactly what Dion did, which is once you get that attention, boom, you go with the highest offer that people are making out there because that's what people do. This is not something that is new. This is an old game being played by an old hustler. <laughs> and it's it's what so many college students or college coaches do. Right? Oh, yeah. I heard so many arguments about like, but he lied to the he lied to his recruits. He got his students there, and then. They let, and then he just leaves them. Yo, Lincoln Riley did that, right? He was at Oklahoma State. As yep. soon as that USC position opened up, Lincoln Riley took off. Oh. Took off. They do this all the time. So people are upset now that a black man did it. And I, and I know the reason why. It's because he did it and he left for 
a large, large predominantly white school, mm-hmm. like a large PWI in Boulder, Colorado, right? And it just reinforces what a lot of people feel about, particularly those who go to HBCUs and support HBCUs. It's like we're always second fiddle, right? Mm-hmm. We're always the bridesmaid, never the bride. And that's why so many people are upset in their in, in their feelings about Dion leaving. Right, because it's like, why couldn't you stay at the HBCU and make HBCU athletics just as big as a Power Five? Yo, that's never going to happen. It's never, We're, never going to happen. Just by virtue of who we are in this country, that's never going to happen. HBCU is never going to have the prominence that PWIs have in this country. But also, just, it is what it is. That's not what our mission at HBCUs are. It's not. Thank that you. shouldn't be Thank our you. focus. Like our focus shouldn't be on making our HBCUs these massive athletic programs. What they should continue to focus on is their mission and is creating doctors, lawyers, professionals out in the world that are black so we can go into corporate America and hold these positions. It's not about football. It's not about basketball. That's not what the, that's not what these that's not what we were built on. And that's what frustrates me so much about it is y'all are trying, as we always compare ourselves, to whiteness. Mm-hmm. And so I also have a question for some of those people who are critiquing this whole Deion Sanders HBCU situation in general. Now, this is going to sound very elitist of me, but I'm going to own this and I'm going to double down on it if someone asks me the question. OK, so you will not hear me backtracking on what I'm about to say. So for those people who are critiquing this whole situation, like, oh, HBCUs always get the shit into the stick, blah, 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 whatever have you, I want to see your record of giving. I want to see what you give back to your institution. Not saying that some of you all don't give back, but I want to see your record of giving to see what you do for your HBCU besides going back to homecoming every year and acting a fucking fool and fucking freshman. That's what I want to see you doing. That's what I want to see happen, right? Because let me tell you something about my alma mater, Georgia State University in Atlanta, Georgia. If anything happens at Georgia State University, guess who does not have an opinion? Because guess who does not give back to that institution? (laughs) I ain't got no fucking money to give Georgia State, and I don't get a say in what goes on at Georgia State. That's it. I don't say shit. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, I give back to my undergrad and i'm also on the alumni board so okay. i get to say See, stuff not <laughs> so i, I get to say stuff board, I don't give them <clears throat> and but this is another thing right because i got into it with somebody and they were like well did you go to hbcu why can't why do i, I can have an opinion on it also i worked at hbcu i've seen behind the curtain of hbcu as an administrator and not saying that people shouldn't have like some kind of opinion, but I'm just saying like those people who are so loud, like this is fucked up, nah, 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 going on your dumb platforms, right? And your dumb platform, <laughs> I mean your Instagram, your Facebook, and all that kind of stuff like that. Podcast. Some of you all, right? Some of you all should not have access to the internet. It, it it just should not be a thing. Sometimes I feel like I should not have access to the internet. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes it should not be a thing. But it's just the reality of the situation. Like, come on, y'all. Come on. Like I said, it's come on. Dion was never going to be at Jackson State for 10, 15 years. That was never his plan. That was never his goal. 
His goal was to be at a power five school with millions of dollars that he could use on facilities and also to increase his brand. That's really, it's always been about Dion. He told y'all, Jarrell already told you, Dion said it in a song. It must be the money, right? That be turning them. That's still a funny ass video, but mm-hmm. be turning them yeah. almost be the money. He's he's the same dude. His senior year showed up to a football game in a limo. He's always <laughs> been about the glitz, the glam, and the show. So that's y'all fault for believing in him, believing that he was going to be at Jackson State forever, that he was going to change, which he never would have. He could have been at Jackson State for 20 years. It still was never going to get to where y'all imagine it will go. And once again, that's not what it should be about when we talk about HBCUs. Let them to continue to be amazing, great academic institutions that produces some of the finest professionals in the country. That's what HBCUs are bar. That's what we need to be talking about. Not about our basketball teams, how how great our basketball teams is. Every black five recruit went to a HBCU. And you know what they will do? They will not have the facilities. They will not have the academic support, the tutoring support, any of that. So they could pursue their goals of ultimately being an athlete. Let them go to a school that can fund them so they can ultimately become the athlete that they want to be, the professional athlete. And we continue churning out doctors, lawyers, teachers, nurses, engineers. Like, that's what the HBCUs are for. Let's keep them there. Let's keep that there. I love it. It churns black intellectuals. I love it. I love it. What's wrong with what's wrong with us using our minds? Because we we get so warped into thinking that. Only, only you only can be successful if you're in the limelight somehow, right? You're an athlete, you're an entertainer, like because those are the those are the people that we prop up. Those are the people that we prop up, but we don't Shit. we don't prop up the ones who are actually out here doing the real work, saving lives. And that's crazy. And making moves. That's crazy. Like wherever I go, I I prop up my dentist because she te- she keeps these teeth right. Even though this this one tooth fucked up, but that's because I refuse to get it messed with anymore. But <laughs> I prop up my nurse, my health people, because they the real MVPs. They the real ones that's keeping me alive. I don't give a shit about sports. That ain't keeping me alive. Like, y'all should really focus on that black excellence that sustains you, not just sustains your entertainment. Right. It's wild. All right, let's mm. let's let's get a little lighthearted here. Works mm-hmm. <laughs> um, workplace relationships, and the reason why we thought about this last week, and the reason why it's still the topic of discussion is because Mister T.J. Holmes mm-hmm. and Amy Robach were got caught out in, in public, loose with it. <laughs> But actually, when I read more about it, they were actually separated from their partners when I guess when those photos were taken. Neither here, neither here nor there. But apparently, the you know they were had a little affair, had a three year affair. Um, mm-hmm. actually, no, this is more information. So, because Amy Robach is coming back on TV, she is. She's coming back, and TJ Holmes is not. He's not. And the reason why they said TJ Holmes 
is not coming back because he's had a previous relationship with two other staff members while he was married to his wife, meaning he had three, three women in the workplace, three affairs, cheating on his wife in the workplace. And ABC is like, maybe you don't need to be saying good morning, America. (laughs) That just takes me back to a quote. I can't remember which pimp in which movie said this. It was a black pimp in a movie. He said, they going to roast your black ass. (laughs) And that's exactly what they doing to TJ. (laughs) They roasting your black ass. Because you are now being made the sacrificial lamb here. Now, and, I, and I'm not going to say that what you were doing was correct. Because, again, what you were doing... Well, what I will say is what you were doing should be between you and your wife. And the vows and the things that y'all have established in y'all relationship. If that's not a part of what is established in your relationship, then by all means, you can bypass anything that what I say. But what I will say is... If monogamy is a part of your relationship and you have gone outside the confines of that, which you have admitted in the past two, which why I said last week, your ass is a hypocrite because you have talked about how people have been having affairs and stuff like that. And, 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 and ooh, ooh, I almost said the word and, and Negro, you have been having multiple affairs for years, multiple, multiple. multiple. Oh, you such a hypocrite. <laughs> and, you should have known that they was going to roast your black ass, especially because you have been in multiple entanglements with white women. And I'm going to just put it out there. You've been in multiple entanglements with white women. And of course they would not look at white women the same way they look at your black ass. They going to roast your black ass and they going to save these white women from your predatory black ass. Cause that's exactly how they're seeing you. <laughs> it's just sloppy. sloppy. It is sloppy. Shitting where you eat. Sloppy. Sloppy. Right? You got comfortable. He's like, I got I got away with one. Yeah. Oh, I got away with two. Now let me go for the co-host. Right? <laughs> like, let me go for the bigger fish. And now you sitting at home like, yo, who going to hire me now? Who going to hire me now? You better go to Roland Martin, who probably ain't going <laughs> to hire your ass. <laughs> Because I don't think Roland Martin like his ass. I don't think Roland Martin either. So you won't be on Roland Martin Unfiltered, TJ. You messed up, sir. (laughs) Um, For being sloppy. But Mm -hmm. that got us all talking, like, got us thinking, like, all right, let's let's ask people about workplace relationships. Um, And I do have one doozy, actually. Mm -hmm. Okay. About a workplace. And it wasn't even a workplace relationship, but it was, oh, yeah. I slept with my coworker, and then three weeks later, he started dating my best friend. I introduced him to. <laughs> what? <laughs> the betrayal. <laughs> well, oh boy. Hey, shit happens. It, it happens. Um. Another one is like, yeah, I cheated on my girlfriend with the coworker, and yeah, not really more in depth. They just give us some quick, quick, quick deets. Um, honestly, for me, I've never, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have a coworker story. 
So I have two stories. Mm-hmm. One story I have gotten permission to tell. The other story I'm just going to say because it's kind of weird. <laughs> and I'm going to just say it anyway. <laughs> I won't tell who the person is. If that person listens to this podcast and they're automatically going to know exactly <laughs> what their situation is. And so if you want to chop it up with me, if you want to bring it to me, that's completely fine. You got my number and my Instagram and all that stuff. And I don't mind going blow to blow toe to toe, but I'm going to tell it. So, <laughs> so the first situation is the one that I got clearance to tell. And so I have a homeboy who mentioned he didn't want to come on a podcast because he is in a relationship right now that is going very well, but he did have a situation where he slept with his boss. His boss was like, Hmm, this is kind of good. How about you come and sleep with me and my partner? So he got into an entanglement with his boss and his boss's partner. His boss's partner started texting him to meet on the side outside of their threesomes and entanglements. The boss found out. (laughs) The boss came to said person's house, bust his back window out of his car, slit his tires, and fired his ass the next day. (laughs) (laughs) So. That's a lot. Yes. That's a lot. Yes. I was like, so wait, when was this? And he was telling me this happened when we were in college. So we were younger. I mean, we we haven't been in college for damn near 15 years now. That's even worse. (laughs) Because I know he ain't had the money to fix his car. (laughs) No, not at all. I was like, oh, that's what... And I I distinctly remember when his car had to be shipped back to his house, well, his his parents' home, to be fixed. I was like, why you got to ship your car all the way back to your parents' home to be fixed? He was like, it's just a long story. And I never got the scoop on what that story was until now. I was like, wow, that is interesting. But yes, that happened. I mean, but but first off, like, you're the boss, right? Because you're the boss, you don't have to damage property. You don't. And risk a, a charge because you could have filed charges against the boss. Could have. You literally just could have just fired him. Could have. Like, that's enough payback, especially for a college student who ain't got yeah. money. And, and, and then let... again, he could have filed a lawsuit because there was no there was no cause. Uh, like there was no real cause to fire. Yeah, because you can't go in there like, yo, uh, caught him sleeping with my partner. <laughs> when your ass was sleeping with him, too, that, that which was, initiated the whole thing, right? Just the whole was, situation. That was my arrangement. That's the whole thing with, like, when people, like, introduce people into their relationship or a situation yeah. for, like, you know, a one night threesome type of thing, and they think that's all that's going to end there. I've heard way too many stories where it don't end there. And so my thing about that is, if that is an agreement that you have with your partner, that's absolutely fine that y'all can go outside the confounds of monogamy. But if you all are like, look, this is within the confounds of us doing it together and not you doing it separately, the only caveat to that or the only one exception that I'll have to that is if this Negro is coming to help pay these bills. Now, if this Negro come in and it's like, look, I want some sex and I want to help y'all with y'all bills, count me in. Count me in. If you are making a financial contribution, let's do it. 
<laughs> we can uh, be sister wives up in this bitch. Let's do it. <laughs> you sound like me when I'm out. Somebody flirting with my wife. I'm like, go ahead, finish that off. Yeah. If he gonna pay yeah. some bills, we can do it. <laughs> right. Like dudes be offering to buy my dude drink all the time. So I'm like, get me one too. Get me one. <laughs> get a drink. Take that. Ain't drink, nobody baby. flirting with me. Get me one. Take that. I drink. get you one. <laughs> Take that drink. I, I ain't even mad. Right. But but it's never it's never that arrangement, right? It's always they start off because they get convinced to do a threesome. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they find out either one of them, either they like the person or something happens. It's just never like it turns. Ne- it really turns into like a poly situation mm-hmm. or like we're mutually doing this thing together. Yeah. But yeah, yo, that's wild. You slept with your boss, slept with the, slept with the boss's partner, boss find out, bust your shit. Yeah. Yeah. In the second mm. example, I'm going to leave that be. I'm not even going to talk about that because also that person is neurodivergent. And so I, I want to be respectful of that person's disability because there would be some disrespectful things that I would say to them. I, w- I wouldn't say it just because, <laughs> right, I wouldn't outwardly like, be disrespectful mm-hmm. to a neurodivergent person. But I think that with the story that I was going to give, I don't think the person understands fully that those two people that he introduced neither one of them were really interested in him, right? If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, no, nah, it makes perfect you, sense. Yeah, and so I'm going to just leave that alone. But yeah, I'm going to leave it alone. Yeah, and that's what makes, I guess, this topic difficult, especially being in like the field that I'm in and starting where I started, yeah. right? And housing and grad school and all these things. There's there's stories for days, but yeah, these people still in my life, so. Wow, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, will, I will not divulge that unless I write a book and change wow. some names. But, yeah, because um, I have some stories myself that I'm like, woo, yeah, no, we ain't telling that one. Not in mixed company. <laughs> not at all. Um, so I think that's all we got, man. Um, yeah. I don't got to educate the foolish this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I did send a crazy lawsuit, but I don't, I don't think it's educated foolish. It was just like people suing for everything these days. Oh, uh, yeah. What was what was they suing for? They were suing Apple. Two women are suing Apple because their ex-boyfriends were able to track them using AirTags. So, like, the the boyfriends or the ex-boyfriends put AirTags in a purse or something like that, right? And now, with AirTags, you can track because that's what an AirTag is for. If you lose something, you want to know where to find it. So, these dudes are doing that. So, they're blaming Apple for giving them the ability to do that versus... I don't know. Not vetting the dudes you're dating a little bit better and dating crazy dudes. Like I don't. I don't really know where to go with that. I told but. my colleagues two years ago when one of them gave me. It wasn't an Apple AirTag, but it was similar to an AirTag. When he gave me some for Christmas, I was like, I don't trust this, and this is a huge mistake to make because this is going to lead people down some paths to problems. And he was like, no, you know, this is just, I put these on my keys to help me find my keys and stuff like that. If I lost my keys, I deserve to lose them motherfuckers because I'm not putting no air tag on my keys and mm-hmm. I'm not engaging in any of that stuff to, nope, not at all. Not going to be happening. No. Yeah. So one of the, so I'm reading more about it. So one of the women, um, she found an air tag in the wheel of her tire. Oh, Wow. Um, so she's suing because they're saying Apple failed to make their Ed- AirTag stalker proof. Um, 
What does Which, that mean? How are they going to know? Yeah, I don't. I don't know how you stop. Like, I don't know what technology they could put in there, put in their ad tag so that they know. Like, oh, this. I like. I just don't know. Like, I, I really don't know. Um, another woman found a air tag in her child's backpack over the summer. Um, she couldn't confirm if it was her spouse or whatever, but I don't know. I just oh, don't. AI gonna be the destruction of us all. Yo, I read a story about AI the other day, and the story is programmers are getting concerned that they are making AIs too smart, and eventually mm-hmm. they'll be smarter than them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, this is Terminator. Like, yep, it's Terminator. Yes, <laughs> like it's Terminator. Have we not seen Terminator? Did <laughs> like, we not live is, through the '80s and '90s? Like, like this is Terminator. But yeah, that's the fear. The fear is. They are developing AIs that are going to be too smart in the future, right? And just like in the movies, they're going to kill us. There's a movie, <laughs> I think it's on Netflix, it's on Prime Video, Prime Video. it's called Moonfall. Watch Moonfall. Mm-hmm. Like, again, AI is becoming too much. It's it, becoming too much. Way too much. I've, I've never been a huge fan, fan of AI. Like... I'm just not a fan of things. So here it is. It was in the it's, it's an Apple News article, actually. So AI experts are increasingly afraid of what they're creating. So as AI gets more smarter, more capable and more world transforming every day, basically, y'all, we are creating these things that is going to replace us. <laughs> like, And this is the crazy part, right? Like, if y'all are the experts, stop creating these things. Like yeah. we have the stop, power to stop. be like, all right, we've we've gone far enough. We don't need to do any more of this. Yeah, but I mean, because in the grand scheme of things, if we are really, you know, if we're creating AI that is supposed to help the world and all that kind of stuff like that, and the world needs help, guess what? If they get the wrong idea of what kind of help the world needs, they're going to turn on humans because humans are like the scourge of the earth. <laughs> we <Yeah>. destroy everything, <laughs> right? So, and because because I'm in education, I might have some students who follow me. I'm not going to talk about this one AI, but there's an AI that's so good right now that it, it makes it hard for faculty to catch plagiarism because the AI can write without having to plagiarize now, right? I'm sure they know. They, I'm they sure can... they know what it is. <laughs> like, yo, this is crazy. But AI. Yeah. I read a scholarship letter from a presumably 16 year old yesterday and i was like i was very skeptical i was like <laughs> a 16 year old wrote this you got a brother sister in college yeah i'm like <laughs> i'm not quite sure that a 16 year old wrote this but if we want to go ahead and give him the scholarship money then so be it <laughs> hey he deserved it. They put they put that work in. They did somewhere somehow. <laughs> but uh, we gonna leave it there. So for yeah. one half of the educated fools is Dr. J, and I'm your other half, Terrell. Peace, everybody. Peace. See you next week. <laughs>